Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Waste Less, Live More podcast. Glad you're here. I've been looking forward to this recording to learn more about this cool new venture I recently found out about called Woods and Stems. Becky and her wife, Ginger, officially founded Woods and Stems in early 2021, I think. As co-owners, they have built upon their love of mushrooms to create a full-fledged mushroom cultivation and mushroom jerky company. Side note, I've tasted it and it's pretty fantastic. Becky grew up foraging for morels with her family. And if you live around this area, you know that's the thing. Uh, she would forage them out in the middle of the woods in the outskirts of Evansville. The location of Woods and Stems Mushroom Shack, as they call it, is on that same property where her and her family did that foraging many years ago. I love seeing people, and particularly women, take something they love and create a business. I'm so glad they answered a, a call from a rando and agreed to be on her podcast. So let's get to it. Becky and Ginger, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So how I came to find out about you guys is I went to a fundraiser at Seton Harvest, one of my favorite places, and a gal sitting at my table won a mushroom basket. And what was kind of a little fun, I'll get on a little tangent here, um, about that is I was in my new mushroom dress that I was really excited about, first time wearing it. Let me clarify, not a dress made of mushrooms, but you know, <laughs> a dress with you the could. design. They're making a lot of things out of mushrooms. So. Ooh, I, I wondered, like, is that a thing? I That has crossed my mind when I was digging in a little bit researching. But anyway, so it was the cutest basket full of mushroom things. And I was like, where in the world did that come from? And it said woods and stems on it. And I thought, what? What is this place? I hadn't heard of you. And I feel bad that I hadn't heard of you because it's such a cool thing. So I had to start immediately following me on socials. And I'm like, I need to have these ladies on the podcast so we can talk about it and share more about you and what you do. And we are excited to be here. So thank you. Well, first things first, I know the most important question everyone needs to know, is it pronounced fungi or fun guy? It can be, be pronounced either way. You hear it a lot. Uh, even among the experts, they do it Either way. Oh, good. All right. So I, I was like, how am I supposed to even say this later as we talk about it? So tomato, tomato. I love it. That's great because I've used it interchangeably. So really what I do want to start out with is just you all sharing a little bit of your story. So what is your business? How did you get started in mushrooms? Uh, I guess that's me. Um, growing up, I was always interested in herbs and herbology and uh, anything that out of the ordinary. And uh, we also did a lot of uh, foraging in the woods. So morels, chicken in the woods, hen in the woods, lion's mane, things like that. I got really heavy into herbs. I started taking a course. It was a full course. I thought about being a registered herbalist. And during these courses, we had lectures. Many were on mushrooms. And I found it just so fascinating. And... I started getting into more of the medicinal mushrooms. There's so many. Uh, my dad ended up, he ended up with kidney cancer, so we treated him with some cordyceps mushrooms for, for that, and mm. things just started snowballing from there. That's amazing. And I, I feel like more and more people are learning, and I don't know, maybe, I guess people have always known about the benefits of mushroom, but maybe more commonplace now. I'm seeing more things about mushrooms. And it's been so interesting to me, like all I know is I love portobello mushroom steaks you know like that's about it and quite honestly mushrooms have scared me I think spores and fungus and I think a lot of people are, are the same know. way as you they're frightened by what 
is this thing? What I mean, what yeah. do I do with these things? That, that kind of um, yeah. And is it going to be is, poisonous? I don't want to just pick some. I mean, you have to be educated, but I'm like, what mushroom is safe to eat? What's not? What's you know? And then you hear about all the psychedelics and the people talk about that, and and so yeah, I feel like so many people just aren't educated on it. But more and more, there's more mainstream information. So I'm sure you guys have. Did you have you guys watch that fantastic fungi documentary? <laughs> Yes, we have. <laughs> what What's your thoughts on it? Good, good information. I thought no? it was fabulous. Okay, Not, anything with Paul Stamets in it is going to be great. Okay, good he's, to know. He's the father of mushrooms. Who, what's his name again? Paul Stamets. Okay, Paul Stamets, father of mushrooms. That's good to know. Um, you, you know, there's so many sources out there. You want to know what the reliable ones are. So, any books by him? Any books by uh, Peter McCoy? Um, they're both great. You want to learn anything about mushroom cultivation? Read the books. It was so fascinating, all the different types, and and really, and when they started talking about the, what is it, mycelium networks, right? Yes, yes. And and learning like that's basically the foundation of our existence. <laughs> well, they talk about um, bees being if without bees we we would be nothing. They're they're our saviors. Mushrooms are the same way. Fungi. An interesting story is they found that bees have started eating mycelium from the mushrooms. And it, one of the, re- the reasons for that is it builds the immunity in the, in the hives. So it's keeping them alive. Mm. So it's sustaining life. I mean, it is helping to that, that sustaining of life. It is amazing. For people who just have no idea, what is even the mycelium? We're, we're using words like fungi, mycelium, mushroom. So like the mushroom is the fruited body, right? Let's go through. Would you fill us in on those words and what they really mean? So mycelium is actually they're called hyphae, one single one. And it's if you've ever dug through your plants, potted plants, and you see all the white that's growing in there, that's mycelium. Each separate one of those is a hyphae. Um, And that is a fungal network. The fungal network connects everything. I mean, you you couldn't step on the ground without hitting a mycelium that runs for miles, so, really? so they're everywhere. They're literally. everywhere, and they're connecting to trees and plants. They're sustaining life. There's a podcast by Radio Lab. It's called uh, "Tree to Shining Tree," I believe, and mm. it's it's about that. And it that's one of the things that even got me more interested because I ran across that one day. It's it's probably six or seven years old, so you'd have to sift through those to find it. But mm-hmm. it talks about how the mycelium runs from tree to tree, and it feeds the nutrients and the water that it needs to grow. And in exchange, they feed it the carbohydrates and the carbon that it needs. So it's, it's a balancer. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, and that was one of the things that was so intriguing with when I watched the fantastic fungi documentary. And then we read entangled life for our book club, which blew our minds too. And it was just all so much to even try to retain. I haven't, I didn't retain as much. It's like one of those things you just got to go and watch again, read again. Cause it's just so much information, but it was just fascinating to to learn about these mycelium networks. And yeah, like they're everywhere, like the largest organism, the oldest organism and how it truly does just sustain life. And, and, but one of the coolest things, um, and I'm a little woo sometimes. So, um, one of the coolest things that was how it, it talked about the trees communicate to one another through these networks and like mama plants, you know, can, stay attached and help take care of and provide for the baby plants through these networks and can, yeah, I I don't know. It just, it blows my mind to know that these plants are talking to each other, taking care of one another through these. Yeah. They call it like the magical highway. Absolutely. Yeah. We started kind of talking about how you got started, but then how did that 
love and fascination for those things. And you said you're a curious person. You're always like to learning and discovering. How did that kind of turn into a business then? And you all are business partners, correct? Yeah. Partners in life and partners in business. Yes. Correct. Yes. We're okay. married and she comes to me one day and she said, well, you know, I've always wanted to own a business and how would you feel about growing mushrooms? And I went, <laughs> what? <laughs> so I made her give me a business plan and the whole nine yards to figure out exactly if this would be a profitable sure. you know, endeavor for us to do. And, and she came back and she's like, here, this is my plan. This is what I want to do. And I'm like, okay, I'll support you. We'll, we'll get this going. I know nothing about mushrooms personally. Yeah. I mean, I do now, but sure. then I was like, I have no clue. And so that's how we jumped right in. Yeah. I don't know anything about farming mushrooms or growing mushrooms. Is that the right terminology? Um, yeah, we're farmers now. Oh, right. Mushroom farmers. <laughs> we we okay. actually had to register as a, we didn't have to, but to get our, we, we uh, do jerky, mushroom jerky as well. And to get that into stores, we have to register as a farm and this and that and the other. And I, okay. and I was talking to the guy that's coming out and looking at our place. I'm like, I never thought of mushroom as being an actual farmer. You know, yeah. I, just, I just find that funny. It is, yeah. So you're two farmers now. I mean, I know you both have day jobs, correct? Correct. Full-time. This is a second... Full-time job. Full-time yes. job. Okay, right. Yes. Do you need a lot of acreage for mushrooms? And then, like, how do you choose? We There's so many. We currently have a indoor facility that we built. We built a oh. uh, 24 by 36 pole barn that we... That we built too small. Yeah, it's oh, too small. Oh, I've grown it already, huh? <laughs> yes, we have. And then we have uh, two... 8 by 16 grow tents that we grow our mushrooms indoors. So we okay. can grow all year long. Oh, nice. Okay, that, that was going to be my next question. Is there a mushroom season? Not really, when you grow indoor. Well, there there is and there isn't. Basically what you're doing in the tents is you're mimicking the forest floor. So you've got to have the right temperature for one. Um, and that temperature, if it's winter time, you have some species that want it warm. Mm. So you can trick it into believing it's one temperature over another, but it's still hard. So I kind of grow with the seasons, but yes, we grow different kinds all year. Yeah. And then do different mushrooms grow? I mean, are there seasons for mushrooms? And I I see you. Yeah, there's warm weather mushrooms. Like we have certain mushrooms that we know will not grow when it gets down below a certain temperature. Okay. Because, you know, we can only keep the barn at, you know, a certain temperature. It can't be 80 degrees in there. You yeah. Know? So it's definitely a balance of we've got to figure out, okay, which strain is going to grow at which part of the year. Yeah. So. Well, now that you say that, I'm thinking, oh, I always know on Facebook when it's um, morel season, you always see everybody out talking about foraging and finding morels and, and that kind of thing. So that made me think, okay, so there is a season out in the wild for certain mushrooms and and somewhat in what you guys do and I appreciate and love that you guys try to work with the seasons and what nature is supposed to do that's cool well there's for example if if you take um shiitake you can grow shiitake indoors but when you go to fruit it you have to mimic the seasons so once you're ready to fruit that bag we grow in a bag each each mushroom's grown in its own separate bag you have to drop it on the floor or smack it however to mimic the tree falling Oh. You have to put it in a in a refrigerator to get it cold enough. That's winter. Then you have to you take the bag off and you spray it down. That's spring, and then you put it in the fruiting room and it fruits. Oh my goodness, that is something. So you're like little mushroom parents. It's like <laughs> yes, we have lots of mushroom babies. <laughs> yes, that's right. How many different types? I know there are many different types of mushrooms. I have no idea. I mean, does anyone know how many different types there actually they, are? They're still discovering, but yeah, I mean, there's like 
the book I was mentioning earlier by Peter McCoy, he says that there's 15 million species on Earth. Wow. Six million are fungi, and only 1.5% of those million have been classified, and only two dozen cultivated, and only a handful of those two dozen are grown commercially. Wow. And they're so medicinal, so you can only imagine what's still out there to discover. Mm, yes, that's true. So you grow mushrooms, and you sell them as mushrooms to cook with, but you also dehydrate and sell jerky? Correct. We also do mushroom spices. So we don't like waste. <laughs> so yeah. mushrooms have such a short shelf life that I can't anticipate who's going to buy what. I might not have enough. I might have too much. If we have too much... We'd like to make stuff out of them. So we started doing mushroom jerky, thinking that there was already mushroom jerky out there. There is now. There wasn't at the time we started. And it just took off. And so now we started doing mushroom spices for people who want to incorporate mushrooms in their lives but don't really know how to cook it. Yeah, so, right. I mean, yeah, we, we're doing all kinds of different stuff. I would be clueless. I am clueless. Like I said, truly, I'm. It's it's such a shame that I only know of how to cook like portobello mushrooms, <laughs> roasting steaks, whatever. But and to know that there's so much more potential and and health value. You know, I see from different foods to drinks like now mushroom coffee and that kind of thing. Is that something that you guys can grind up and do at some point? We do tinctures now. Of course, we do lion's mane is our main medicinal mushroom. We don't market it as medicinal because we. FDA rules, you you cannot do that. So I don't say that. I just say if you want a tincture of lion's mane, you can take this every day if you'd like, that kind of thing. So what are benefits of lion's mane? Lion's mane is the most, to me, personally, I think it's the best. It's one of the few things that breaks through the brain barrier. So it's really good for anything that starts in the mind. You can uh, think Alzheimer's, migraines, Parkinson's. Nerve regeneration, list goes on and on. Depression. Depression, brain wow. fog. Oh, golly. Okay, I need all of those things. <laughs> I need it for all of those things, Lion's Mane. And let me just say that no advice given on this podcast is meant to be medical advice or anything to use, though so do your research. But that's so intriguing to know. So how many species then do you guys grow? And do you have a bestseller? Our bestseller are our pink oyster. Uh, around here, you... Normally, you like bacon or you like ranch. Pink oyster tastes like bacon. And really? all, all you have to do is fry it up in a little olive oil, a br- butter. You don't even have to put any seasonings on it. It gets the texture and the taste of bacon. Or oh, ham. my. Hey, all you vegans. There That's you right. go. There's your vegan bacon. That's right. Oyster we mushrooms. We sold a lot of oyster, pink oyster mushrooms this summer at the um, Franklin Street Bazaar. We had so many repeat customers or like, you weren't lying. This really does taste like bacon. Wow. And we're like, I promise you, it really does. Yeah. So, so when did the, you guys start the business? It, we've only been in business a little over a year now. Okay. So a little over a year. So you're kind of just get, getting established and getting to know maybe what the market is like. Who wants what and how much you might be able to sell and grow and what people want to then move into the next growing season with that knowledge kind of thing. Is that right? Correct. And then we have several other species that we grow, and we have had so many repeat customers come back to us and tell us how wonderful these mushrooms are and that they would have never known about it without us being down at Franklin Street Bazaar, which was awesome. That, that and Seton Harvest, we've uh, yeah. their CSA has been great for us too. Oh, good. So are you a part of the CSA? So we put out a form in the C- in the Seton Harvest newsletter, and then their shareholders can order through Seton Harvest and we deliver to them. Oh, perfect. Okay. And good we've to been know. shareholders before in yeah. past years. It's just this year we wasn't in the 
in our time to be able to get there and pick up our fresh vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Seton is amazing. So I'm glad you were able to attend the dinner. Yeah, yeah, we love to support them any way we can. Now, Seton also, speaking of them, so we, uh, as she had mentioned before, we grow in a bag. Um, we make our own we make our own substrate and our spawn, and it's made out of uh, different ingredients that uh, Seton Harvest, you, they can use, so we donate our spent bags so that they can mm-hmm. put, because it, it grows, I mean, it helps all the plants, it grows. So. Yes, well, because I know you guys try to incorporate as much, you said you hate waste, which is what we're all about um, on this podcast, we do too, it's waste less, live more, <laughs> so you guys are living that out within your business practices as much as possible, so what are some of those ways? So you're saying you grow in these bags, and then you, what? what is a spit bag, what'd you say? It's <laughs> called a spent bag. Oh, <laughs> But, I mean, that makes a little more sense. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do the, our other ways are just, we try to buy local ingredients. We try to do everything local that we can. The jerky we do, we do the spices, like I said. We just try not to, just the minimal waste that we possibly can can have. Sure, like the least amount of waste in production and growing, but then also in the final product of food waste, you want to make sure you're either selling or dehydrating or... Exactly, yeah. because like we talked about, they're so beneficial and they're such balancers and they're such, they're just great for the universe that mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of, you know, growing them and then doing something just the opposite of what they're trying to do. Yeah, that's pretty cool that you guys can be a part in that amazing network to cultivate even more growth of such beneficial organisms. I mean, that's really special. We appreciate you guys doing that. It's, it's been a fun ride. You know, and, and speaking of like the environmental aspect of mushrooms and fungi, you know, I was reading about the mycelial networks and they store carbon underground. That is correct. They do. So it's, it's one of those things. If we're taking care of, of those networks and those, that environment, it really helps to take care of us. It's like this reciprocal relationship we have with them. They decompose, but they're also a part of earth. They're even using, they're trying to find a way to incorporate mycelium into wildfires after the wildfires they want to put them in to get them to grow because they will benefit the land and get that nourished again and regrowing after the fire what wonderful uses for that so you mentioned their decomposers and i remember seeing that on the a little bit of that on the um, documentary as well it's this like whole full cycle of life out in the wild there's so many different things that different species of, of mushroom accomplish like let's take birds for example in the rainforest there's birds that build their nests with fungi they actually put mushrooms in their nest well they've discovered recently actually someone in indiana discovered that what they're doing with that because they fight off viruses and they're like a natural pest control they're keeping all these young baby birds healthy they're keeping them able to sustain themselves i guess everything is sustaining Helping everything to sustain itself, I guess. Yes, it's really just caring for these things in different ways with all of its benefits. They've even found Chernobyl. They have discovered that there's a black fungus that grows that is eating up the radiation. Oh, my gosh. So scientists are now studying that for ways to help with the space. Uh, Guys that are out in space, they're trying to incorporate it in the spacesuits. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's just, yeah. there's not a part of the world that you can't find a beneficial aspect that has mushrooms in it that's just amazing yeah and like you said earlier it's like what don't we know yet i mean there's so many undiscovered benefits uses you mentioned spores earlier too and 
maybe just come back to, I've seen pictures of you guys with like respirator masks on. What's that about? We normally don't have to wear those. We wear them when the fruiting room is completely full. And that's because it's just like outside. You don't want to breathe all of those spores into your body at one time. That's not healthy Mm -hmm. for anyone. But if it's just a few in there, we don't wear that. It's just, just if it's an overload. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I the documentary remember seeing, you know, they basically said you're, you breathe in outside and you're breathing in spores. Correct. But so you guys, that's a pretty concentrated amount in the building where you're growing. That makes sense. I wondered about that. <laughs> Another thing in that documentary, it blew my mind, like truffle mushrooms, I guess, and like the smell and the things, how they emit that. And like people kill people's hunting dogs. Like it's a super competitive... Oh, it's it's a it's something else. Is that because, because they're so expensive? You, well, you can't really grow them. I mean, you can oh, find right. them, but you can't grow, grow them. them. So they, it's the same thing with morels. Now, they're going to tell you that people do grow morels. That's true. But on a commercial basis, they can't really they can't really grow the morels because it, it, it needs – you can put the, the, the spores and stuff out there, but it's going to take you a year to find out if you've grown anything. You might get a 100. You might get zero. Okay. So that's why. Okay, so it's really about because they have to. They probably grow in a certain area, and they have to be harvested. And they have to be grown. Nature. I think truffles have to be grown with the birch tree. I believe. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, don't correct me. <laughs> no, no yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I believe so. I think it's. I think it's a birch tree for them. So well, that makes sense, and they're a lot more valuable, a lot more expensive. Yeah. And the flavor profiles they were talking about and all the different smells they put off and those dogs know and they can go right yep. to them and dig their nose down and find them because it's really hard to see them too because they're little sneaky guys. I don't know. It just is so, so fascinating. Blows my mind. Well, we're glad and for the ones that you guys can grow and do grow and in such a responsible way as well and be able to offer that. Are there many mushroom farmers? I mean, you guys are the only ones around here, correct? I've never heard of... Anybody uh, else? Correct. Uh, there, I mean, there are some. I think there's some in might be one in one or two in Indianapolis, and then the next would be there's one in St. Louis, and there's one in Louisville. But you can't really. If you want good mushrooms, you need to buy local because to transport, they only have such a short shelf life. Yeah, you can't really transport and get a healthy. Our, our mushrooms are so large. If you look at our one of our mushrooms on our website and then you go to the store and you, you look at what they have in comparison, mm. it's not the same. They were at one time, but they don't they just don't carry over in to weeks. Okay. So yeah, so just like anything else, when you're not buying local, they have to harvest it somewhere else, ship it far, which is emissions too, ship it, and then that product just isn't going to be as fresh and nutrient-dense and good and big. And We have so many people that ask for us to ship them mushrooms, and we're just, mm-hmm. we're so hesitant about sending in, even our friends. It's like, I know you live in Georgia, but I just really don't feel that they'll get there and be good by the time you use them. So yeah. it's just, I would hate for someone to spend money on, you know, shipping and, the, you know, buying the fresh mushrooms, and they get there, and they're like, oh. Right. Yeah. I can imagine, just like with eggs, just like with any other local, the t- it just tastes different. I mean, it tastes better. It's, it's more, way more flavorful. And then, of course, with the nutrients are more alive and, and dense. So with lo- buying local mushrooms is no different. It's that same concept. Exactly. We, we would go to the, not just the Franklin Street Bazaar, but we did a, a one with Galhausen. It's several different ones. But we would try and make our mushrooms look really nice on display, and we would get people coming up there going, oh, my gosh, look how pretty. 
want to put those in my house? And you'd be like, oh, well, you can eat those. What? Oh, no, I don't know. No, I don't want to, you know. They, I know, they're scared. I'm scared, I guess. Yes. But they see mushrooms in the stores, but they didn't know it was the same. Yes, cause, that cause connection. they look so different. Yes, okay. Well, and that, that's a real education point that you guys get to offer, too, is, I mean, there's tons of opportunity around education around mushrooms, I'm sure. But then to really help to increase that connection to our food with people as well in, in that regard. Do you have any tips on how to keep mushrooms fresher once they are home? Like... Because uh, you're right, they do go bad so quickly. Right. Um, our, what I tell everyone is uh, don't store them in plastic. Uh, try to put them in, you know, like a paper bag, but leave the bag open. Put it in your fridge. You just don't want to keep them closed up. Mm, okay. You want to keep they them. They have con- to breathe. Yeah, they have to breathe. Okay. You want to you keep them contained so they don't dry out, but you don't want them to be closed up so tight. Do you get questions for uh, like psychedelic mushrooms? Do you get requests for those? <laughs> All the time. Let's just get down to it, ladies. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All right. All right. Which that was a part that was interesting too about the on the documentary thing they talked about like there's guided Anyway, we won't get into all that, but I can only imagine, yeah, people are yeah, asking. Yeah, we, we have a lot of people, do you have any of those magic mushrooms? We're magic like, mushrooms, that's what they're called, okay. Um, <laughs> no, we do not. But if, but if you grow them for us, we won't tell anyone. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, yeah, we'll just put that out there. You cannot buy magic mushrooms <laughs> from Woods and Step. Okay. So where can we buy, and what... How is how do we know what we can buy and where we can buy them? Like if it's not market season, how I think can we that's find kind of where we are struggling a little bit. As we have a website, you can go to our website. It shows you what's available at that time. Um, okay. What we've you know two pounds of this mushroom or two pounds of this mushroom or however many bags of jerky or whatever you'd like to purchase on there. Um, again, we can't ship, but we do make. Um, we don't have a storefront at the time this time, so. We are doing uh, deliveries. You may you place an mm-hmm. order on there, and we will deliver it to you. Meet up somewhere. You know, if you don't want you know strange mushroom ladies coming to your home, <laughs> I do. Um, we will <laughs> we will meet up in you know a local parking lot somewhere or wherever of their choosing to we, to deliver those. We have a, another event coming up. Uh, it's the courthouse on November twelfth, and they're 13th. doing their. Oh, is that like their courthouse craft show? Yes. yes. We're, well, we're, we're probably there. not going to sell fresh mushrooms because we know it's more about buying gifts for Christmas. But yes, we'll have, but we'll exactly. Have our, we'll have them on display and we'll have some jerky and we'll have some our spices. And we're, we're doing a hot cocoa with some lion's mane in it and just some different Oh, things. neat. Yes. So do you make the hot cocoa with lion's mane? Is yep. that something uh, you're venturing into? It's something new that we are just going to do for this show. Oh, okay. If it goes over well, we might continue that. Oh, cool. All right. I know. Just keep adding on to the things that you offer. We well, don't want to waste working. anything. Well, that's, I love I've it. never been one to keep it simple. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is the goal to make this a full-time, your, your only full, the, to transition over into this mushroom business? Yeah, I will probably still continue to work full-time. And, and Miss Becky here, she will take the reins of it. This is her, her baby. So okay. she will definitely be the one, uh, hopefully, being able to do this full time within the next year, we're hoping. Oh, Fingers that'd crossed. Be great. Yes, people get out and support we'll and buy some mushrooms. Yeah, it's it's we've gone over really well here, which we didn't know if we would, just because you know you don't hear a whole lot about mushrooms other than morels here. But right, that's that, true. Everyone has just came out and supported us, and we greatly appreciated it. It's, it's been great. Yeah, well, I saw a guy at the bank today with mushroom pants. 
Like he had beans and they had money. So maybe just more and more. There's just more awareness. It's just this cool thing and people are learning the health benefits and the um, you know, yeah. So I definitely think the mushroom culture has come back. I mean yes. yeah, you see a lot of shirts and Yes, mushroom culture. I like it. All right, we need to cultivate that mushroom culture. What you, you mentioned, you have a website. What is that? It's woodsandstems.com, basically. And, okay. and you can order, I mean, we take any kind of payment, or you can pay it, pick up, or, you know, yeah. we just wish we had a storefront. It's, it would, it would so be you mentioned wholesaling in stores. Are you in, is, is the jerky in stores right now? Uh, it will be soon, hopefully. Okay. We're, we're hoping by the start of the new year. We're, we're working on that as we speak. It seems to be a long, drawn-out little process, but we're getting there. Okay, just the red tape of it all or just the yes, production the of it? All. Okay, yeah, got it. All right, so good. Well, we'll have to maybe have you guys back on to talk about that and just talk more about different types of mushroom. I feel like we could talk so much about the fascinating world of mushrooms and what you guys do within it. There's always something new. I mean, now we've even got, we've got mushroom beers out there. Oh, yeah, so I've been thinking about that. I'm like, you know, that would be really cool to have, like, a brewery out there with a, yeah. you know, I wanted to try with oh, to get, oh, get yes. in touch with one, or one of our local breweries here to see if they would be they interested. They do a collaboration. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's a great idea. I mean, they collaborate a lot with coffee shops and do, like, their yeah. coffee, cold, you know, their coffee brews and things like that. So um, I can only imagine they would love to do a collaboration with Mushroom Beer. That sounds cool. Well, is there anything else we miss, ladies? I don't think so. We're... We're just so happy to get the word out about our fresh mushrooms, so we appreciate being here. And yeah. You know, we just kind of, we didn't really have a grand opening or anything. We just started doing what we do, and it's just word of mouth. Yeah. started spreading. Well, and that, that's the best way to, and, and you know, here, and that's why I was so excited to have you guys on to really share and promote what you do, but we know how important it is to support local, support our local farmers, and you are one of them, two of them. And just the importance, again, of shopping local, eating local for the health benefits, for the nutrition benefits, for the environmental benefits. And we just appreciate what you guys offer and that you're doing it. And we can't wait to see how your business grows, evolves, and um, we get to benefit from that as a community. So we're grateful for you guys. Thanks for what you do. Thank you. Thanks again to Becky and Ginger for coming on to chat about these fascinating fungi. Uh, which again is the name of that cool documentary we mentioned, highly recommend. I also recommend you connecting with Woods and Stems on all of their socials and get you some of their jerky and spices whenever you have the chance. Uh, I hope to have these ladies back on to update us on their growth, but also to chat more because uh, I just kept learning more and more on our off-air chat that I know you'd love to learn too. We just kept the conversation going and it's so cool to learn about. So uh, hopefully we'll make that happen. Thanks again for listening. I really hope you love listening as much as I love sharing. If you do, would you consider sharing this podcast with your friends? We'd sure love you for it, but you know, we love you anyway. I hope you join us again next time. And until then, don't forget to waste less and live more. (laughs) 